0: This is a supplemental episode of The Blathering. Now, we'll call it Blathering 52. Why, why not? It, it, we'll still do one next week. I finished episode 51. I, I got it in the can, and I put it out into the world. And I was in the kitchen scooping up dog food, just in case you think I live a glamorous life. I was scooping up big chunks of that smelly, wet dog food that they just love. Chow down on it, and I'm like, this is where this is where I'm at, and I just I wasn't happy with the episode I released. Now, some of you are going to take some great stuff in the episode. I stand by what I said. I just found I just found myself not liking what I said because I just think the Blathern by design, is representative of where I am at. The time I sit in front of the microphone and because of that, the last few episodes, the last several episodes have just been me focusing on the same issues over and over to the point where I, I just don't want you to think I'm, I'm I'm a bore. I just don't want you to think that I'm uh, repetitive. I, I I just don't want you to hate me um, because I it's just that's where my mind is. I'm very upset at the world. I'm upset at a lot of people in the world. I'm upset at the idea that we just all can't see through all the bullshit to just to connect and lead with empathy. Uh, I I am just upset at it all, and and I don't want you all to be like you should just maybe stop doing a podcast and talk to the people in your life who you're upset with. That sounds like a great idea, but I, it's just not what's going to happen here. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted from creating content, uh, which is a, a, phrase, a phrase I hate—content creator. But it is what it is. And I'm doing shorts and doing reels, and it takes a while. It takes a lot of time to edit them, and it just I, and none of it's none of it's sustaining me. But I love it. And I wake up every day happy to do it. So I'm in, I'm in a weird spot. And I ask myself the question of Have I lost my sense of humor? I I, I don't know if I've lost my sense of humor. I just don't know. I just don't know. But I, I just think I feel I fellow I want to give you all more. I I wasn't done talking to you. I just want to talk about the stupid things I've done. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I know I'm an idiot. I did this recently. I was at this birthday party. Great birthday party. Wedding reception style. Round tables, signed seats with little name tags, name plates with done in calligraphy and all that. And you're like, "Ooh, that that's my name!" You get all excited. You're like, "There it is! That I exist!" You go sit down, and then you just open bar, and there was some wonderful food stations. And at the end of the night, oh, this beautiful thing happened. At the end of the night, the the, the staff, probably wanting the drunk white people to go home, uh, packed up all the food and left it in little to go boxes. And this is great. And I grabbed a thing of French fries and I had been enjoying uh, beef sliders all night. And I don't eat meat a lot. I try not to anymore. But when I went in, when in Rome or at a dance party, I eat beef. And I, was, I saw a box that said ground beef on it. And I was like, this is great. And I grabbed it. I'm going to have sliders for days. And then I, I got home, drove down the hill, drove into my parking lot, my, my, my driveway, I should say. And that's weird like my own personal parking lot. It's called a driveway. And I, I pulled into my home and it was not sliders. It was two pounds of ground beef left over from the taco station. I'm an idiot. But sometimes when you're an idiot, you just, you just lean into it. So I've had tacos for five days. I'm done with it now. I think I'm done with beef for a while. It was just a big box of loose meat. I mean, <laughs> what are you going to do? I couldn't back down from it. I'm an idiot. I have to own it. I ate every last piece of that ground beef. That's kind of where my head is right now. That's what my life is like. My intentions are good. But the result is I've got a box of hot meat on my lap. And I don't know what to do with it. Perhaps we've all been there. Perhaps you can learn from my mistakes. I just don't know. (laughs) I just don't know. I really don't know. Oh man, it's just kind of where we are. It's just kind of where I am at. Trying so hard to change. Trying so hard. Trying to s- so hard to look at the life in a different way, which is hard for me. My I'm wired a certain way. I really am. And um I had this I had this thought recently, like especially as a comedian. We we are by design supposed to be looking at things in life to poke at. Comedians are supposed to look at things that are wrong. And it's a weird time to be doing that. Because I think that, uh, honestly, I, I think that it causes a lot of comedians to maybe poke at the wrong thing. So I'm trying to be celebratory. But joy isn't always funny. Pain is usually funny. Anger can be funny. Grumpiness can be funny. I'm trying to find the things in life that I enjoy a- a- and turn them into humor. It's hard. It's hard. Two situations came up lately. I was at a, a- another party and there was a nice older guy, much older than me. Thank you very much. And he was doing that thing. He, w- he was talking to like a group of us. There was like four of us. And he started telling a story. And one by one, everyone in the group peeled off, right? He's uh, you know, so I, I drive out there, and the weather's kind of the clouds are there, and he's going into the weather, going to where he. Li- and I fix that fence, like you know, that fence in my front yard. No, I've never been to your house. Well, I fixed it. I fixed it. So if you're ever there, I fixed it. Just know I fixed it. And what, and one by one, everyone is leaving him. And in my head, I'm like, this guy, right? Like this guy. What's this? And I was, I want my instincts as a comic were to like, I gotta, I gotta do a bit about this. This guy just telling stories and no one's listening. And then I thought, well, what a minute here. This guy is sharing a story. He's trying to connect with all of us. And everyone else in this semicircle of acquaintances at a party is peeling off and leaving him high and dry. I'm going to stick with it. I'm, I'm following this man's story to the end of the road, which turned out to be literal because he was talking about the road to his house. And I stuck with it. And that's what I'm talking about. I want to find the joy in the situation. This guy's got some stick to This guy's got the drive to see things to the end. He started a story, and one by one, people turned their back on him. But he kept going till he found the one person that was listening. Me. So you know what? I look up to that man. I took a big Valuable life lesson from that situation. Find your audience, find who's listening, and speak to them. I think we all can learn from that. Same token. I was uh, at our vet the other day because we practically live there. It's almost, well, it is higher than our rent. I was at the vet the other day just minding my own business. Head in my phone, just trying to get out of there with some space still on my credit card. And and this nice old lady, and I don't like to use the term old lady. That's derogatory. This older woman, we'll say. Was that the counter? That, that could be someone's mom. That's someone's grandma. Be better. But I was at the vet the other day, and this very nice lady just starts talking to herself and she's grumbling at the counter and look, prices are high. The vet ain't easy. We love these pets. And she was talking about the medicine. They wanted to give the shots to the dog and, da, 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 da. and she sits that down next to me and she's still talking, but she's not talking to me. She's not talking to the, the girls at the desk. She's talking, but more importantly, she's getting answers. And she's got follow-up questions and follow-up answers. And I don't know who she was talking to. And the comedian in me started to want to make fun of her. Started to say, hey, crazy. Keep it down. No one's listening. I wanted to poke. I want to find the joy in the situation. I want to look at it from another way. So I thought, hey, maybe this woman is still in contact with her imaginary friend from childhood. Imagine, like, Yahoo, seriously in, in a crazy wig and jacket, saying weird things. And, and she's still having the conversation because she's left herself open to that kind of imagination. I think we all have that when we start out, but we start shutting it down bit by bit, moment by moment, to where your stuffed animal friends you used to talk to are in boxes. Now, I wouldn't necessarily expect you all to have your stuffed animals strewn about your house and you're still talking to them. But there's a certain amount of imagination. There's a certain amount of joy for life that's attached to that. And here I am, all clenched up and judgy, and this woman next to me, Was quite possibly still having a conversation with an imaginary friend that she's had her entire life. So just change your perspective. Change your perspective, and you might find out you have more friends than you know. God bless you, lady at the vet store. Lady at the vet. God bless you, lady at the vet. How about that? Lesson learned. Lesson learned, I think. I don't know. I am trying to change. I am trying to be better. I am trying to grow. That's a lot about what this show is about. I'm trying to change. But change is hard. Change is very hard, especially when you're of a generation like I am that witnessed so many changes that were kind of a bridge in the gap. This came about because there's a lot of things uh, in our house that are uh, being brought in to better the environment or better our, uh, our, our place in the world, right? And to do our parts sort, of, sort of thing. And what that means is a lot of the items that I've become accustomed to in my lifetime are going away. Single-use plastics, um, uh, paper towels. Actually, you can buy recyclable paper towels now. And my, even though I'm trying to embrace change more and more in my life, I'm finding myself resistant to that change. And I was trying to analyze why. And I think it's because my generation was there for, you know, like the microwave. I remember the day a microwave was brought to our house. My dad put a piece of bread in it, pressed 20 seconds. Press start, me, my dad, my sister, and my mom gathered around this giant-sized microwave emitting God knows what kind of rays, and we watched as it warmed the bread in record-setting time. Be gone with you, toaster. The microwave is here. That is kind of an earth-shattering, life-changing change. I remember the first moment my friend's dad played a practical joke on all of us and dropped The jar of ketchup. And as it slowly tumbled out of his hands to the floor, we all thought, it's shattering. Ketchup's everywhere. This is a disaster. And then it bounced. And he started laughing. uh, Laughing at our dumbfounded faces. Because it was a plastic bottle of ketchup. Earth-shattering. Life-changing. Now, it seems as though a lot of those advancements, a lot of the things that were introduced into our society to make things better. And in fact, they do make things a lot more easier, a little bit convenient. They are perhaps now harmful or perhaps a small part of a, a larger problem. And so now we're being asked to change that. And instead of looking at the positive aspects of that or looking at my place in that, something I always talk about, don't fight change, find your place in change. My place in change is like, I'm not giving up my paper towels. They make life easier. I remember having to have just rags. I remember the diaper man coming to the door to pick up a bag of my little sister's diapers. Now you're telling me we got to get rid of these kind of diapers and go back to the diaper man? That doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem like progress. So I found myself fighting that kind of change more than I should simply because I was there for the cusp of... uh, all the, this new technology that arrived it just made life easier the only way i could say it is, is i think everyone listening probably probably i don't have a younger audience as much as i'd like to but i don't we were probably all there for the cell phones i think we all remember that first moment when the cell phones suddenly sprung up and that you could get them it wasn't just some rich businessmen uh in their cars And their beamers and Mercedes-Benz with car phones. You could now grab a phone and put it in your pocket. I had one friend in the mid-90s who his family, they had a mobile phone. And I remember using the phone and like calling, Mom, Mom, can you hear me? Like I'm calling you, I'm calling you from a car on a mobile phone. The future's arrived. And then slowly by 2001, I was a late bloomer. I got my cell phone in 2000, not 2001. Man, man. <laughs> it, it's like if they were suddenly like, guess what? You got to give up your cell phones. We got to go back to rotary phones. It's better for the world. I'd be like, how could how could you possibly think that's okay? How could you possibly think that's progress? So that's where I'm at right now. This has been the battle in our house. Because Grace is on the, she's on it. She's on it. Going to make it make the, the world better and we're it's going to start in our kitchen. And I'm like, but single use plastic is so convenient. So even though I come on this show every week and, and say we got to change, we got to push past fear, I struggle with it and I'm trying to analyze why. And I think that's one of the ways I was there for it, man. I was there for the microwave, I was there after power steering, but I remember. Still having to ask if a car had power steering. Like you had reached the richest of the richest if your car had power steering. What a weird time. I can only imagine if I was around or any of us around for flight. I think that, I think we're on the cusp of some, some technology emerging that is on that level. I don't know if it's AI, I don't know what. AI scares me, but for a lot of different reasons. One, I really do not want the robots to take over. And it just seems silly that we're after decades of movies warning us, we're now seeming like, but let's let's poke the let's poke the robots. Let's see if the robots can do it. Let's challenge them to fight us. Seems weird. But I, I, I think cars. But flight. Once man achieved flight, and I'm saying man in the most general patriarchal sense of the word, once we reached flight, there was no turning back. Once we became like the birds, it's my deep philosophy for the night. Once we became like the birds, we were through the looking glass. I don't do drugs But if I did drugs, I got to imagine this would be the start of my trip. Guys, guys, remember when we all became like birds. Remember? I can only imagine because the the car is one thing. But we already had wagons, wheels. The wheel, uh, you know, in the history, in the great history of inventions, the wheel might be number one. But I think flight should be a strong number two. Not even space flight. But flight. Well, you just get in this plane, flap its wings, and you can you can get to Altoona in six hours. Amazing, changed that changed the world. Just, I'm saying even even more than the internet. <laughs> I mean, the internet you know, big. But until flight, we were stuck on the ground. There you go. Put that on a bumper sticker. I hope you're all entertained by just my absolute silliness. I don't even know who I am anymore. I'm trying to find out who I still am in this world or who I want to be. I don't know. I have no clue. And there's a silly side to me. And I think I've been burying it. I think I've been burying it because I'm just so overwhelmed. So there you go. It's a little short episode. We'll call it the Blathering 52. Send me some questions. All right. Let's start this now. I want some actual blathering questions. Serious. Small stuff. Your thoughts on the microwave versus flight? Thoughts on the wheel. Get it if you're in the Patreon page and if you're listening, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna release this episode to the general public. But get in on the Patreon page. Number one, so I can get some more bread to microwave. But two, so you can join the discussion. In the Discord page. I, I want Now I want some questions. This is fun. I ask myself some questions. Maybe your questions can help shake me loose from the pit of despair. The ring of anger. The ring of rage I've had around my neck. All right. Let's get out of here. I got to I gotta go make a snack.